Okay, listener, if you're sitting there and thinking, well, is this all a podcast is? I could absolutely do that, but I don't know where to start. Let me tell you, neither did I. I had been a co-host but never produced my own but you know what made it easy? Anchor by Spotify. Everything is in the right place. You can even record and edit right from your phone or computer. You can host on Anchor and then distribute to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to it right now, you can use Anchor to get there. It's all in one place. It's everything you need to make a podcast. And best of all, it is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Cyclone Family Podcast here on the 1012 Network. I'm your host, Jamie Steyer Johnson. Thanks for being part of our podcast family. For my very first guest on my very first episode, I had to keep it close to home, about as close to home as you can get. He was born in Ames, is the biggest Cyclone fan I know, was raised fully immersed in the athletic department, has worked in sports information, and played on the women's basketball scout team, and of course, the men's basketball team. My guest today is, of course, my brother, Eric Steyer. Eric, thank you so much for joining me. Not that you had much choice, but I still appreciate it. No problem. <laughs> you would never, you would never hear the end of it, but yeah. Why'd you say that I had no choice? Well, I mean, you, I, I mean, it wouldn't have been this week, but I would bother you until you came on. Like, let's be completely honest. We both know me. How are you going to say no to that? But did I miss anything about your ties to the Cyclones? Did I kind of cover it? I think I tried really hard. Uh, yeah, I think I think you did a good job. All right, great. So, you know, we talked about it. Obviously, we moved to Ames right before you were born. So you were born in town and then just went to games, all that stuff growing up. So what is like your earliest memory tied to Cyclone Athletics? Do you have one? Um, I don't I don't know if I have a specific memory. I just I remember going to the football games mostly. Um I mean, I have memories of playing on the hill when I was a young kid. I, I mean, I can't, thinking back, I can't believe like I wasn't focused on the game because now I just, I get so into the games. I can't even imagine like me playing on the hill and not even paying attention to the game. But yeah, back then I would, I'd play on the hill uh, during the games and with some friends. And yeah, that's some of my earliest memories. And then obviously basketball, just going to mostly women's games. That's what I remember the most. And then, once I got older into like middle school, high school, I, I started to go to the men's games more often. And yeah, and we had, we had nosebleed seats, but there were some great games there too. Yeah. Yeah. I, as you were playing over on the Hill, I was sitting next to mom and dad reading a book. Mostly people are going to not believe that, but that's what I did when we went to sporting events growing up. Can you vouch for that? I would just sit there and read for years. Yeah. You're a big reader. <laughs> But part of it, part of it was that, I mean, to be honest, usually our football team wasn't that good. So <laughs> that's actually a really fair point. I probably would have gotten yeah. into football early. Well, I might have gotten into football earlier if if it weren't for that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you actually touched on something that I was kind of curious about that, like, hadn't really occurred to me before, but. Like you grew up obviously watching mom's team. Mom went back to coaching when I was six, you were four years old. And so, so many women's basketball games. So for you, 
do you like ever think about kind of that effect on you that like you're obviously a guy you grew up going to these women's games and a lot of people are kind of a little bit more dismissive of women's sports they're kind of trying they're they're starting finally to get some of the respect they deserve but like to this day I mean you're so invested in Iowa State women's basketball and you've always just been so into it to the point where like there's not a distinction as much it seems like between women's sports men's sports when you're raised in it it's just all sports so like for you what's that like to see okay people don't give it the respect it deserves but to you it's just all basketball you know yeah well I remember when I was like five six years old when I first found out that like there were more people that go to men's games and women's games it was like surprising to me I was like wait there's more people that go to the men's games than the women's games. Cause it's like the women's games was all that I knew. I thought that that was like the pinnacle of basketball right there. But um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've just, I've lived with women's basketball my whole life. So like, I don't really know anything different. I can't really describe it. Just, I can't imagine just dismissing it because I don't know I've been around it my whole life. And so, yeah, I just, I don't really know how to describe it. It's, it's, it's not an easy thing to describe, but I think that what you touched on is really interesting too, of like, you can't believe more people would go to men's games. And especially because we grew up going to Iowa state games where, you know, they're yeah. top three in the country. And so you see all these people they're supporting and you just think, well, yeah, that's just how it is. Everyone supports women's basketball. And then you get older and you're like, wait a second. I grew up in kind of a bubble where I saw really the, the good side of it. And there's a lot of places this isn't the case. Like, it's kind of crazy just what we grew up seeing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, with the crowds and everything, I just assumed that um, with the big crowds that we had, that that's what everybody cared about. That was the big deal. And so, I mean, it is a big deal, but just I didn't realize how big of a deal that men's basketball was too, I guess. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, So when you think back to like where you, how you grew up watching games and stuff like that. Obviously, like you said, a lot of women's games then later got into kind of the men's side. Um, Who do you remember like really enjoying watching or really admiring or at times even trying to model your game after that you saw growing up? Um, Man, that's tough. I don't don't know if there's any like specific people that I remember, but I kind of remember like certain teams, mm-hmm. like the team, like uh, the elite eight team. That was uh, one that comes to mind with, you know, Allison Lacey and Anna Prins and Chelsea Poppins. And I think Kelsey Bolte, um, now Kelsey Carper, was, um, Heather, Heather Ezell. Yep. Yeah. Heather Ezell. You got that iconic Danae, picture, Danae, like holding her up. And yeah. Danae Stuckey, like yeah. all those, like that's the one that comes to mind first, probably because, they advanced the farthest in the tournament. So I guess that would be the one, but then also way back with like Lindsay, like Lindsay Metters, Lindsay Finley, and all the way back to those teams too. Like Megan Ronovdy, I think. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Katie Robinette. I'm just trying to think of all the, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of as many as I can, but yeah, just some of those teams I remember growing up watching. And it, it's funny because those teams, like back when I was younger, like their success on the floor, like determined my, my happiness for the week. So like if they would lose, I'd be in the sad mood for the week. And if they won, I'd be in a good mood for the week. Yeah. Yeah. Mom talks about that sometimes where just like, you were almost a little bit too invested at times. <laughs> where yeah. like, she'd have to try to get over it and she'd come home and try to be like, okay, you know, 
time to move on to the next game and you'd be like pouting around the house like i can't believe we lost that game and mom's like okay we're all mad okay yeah well i was probably the most invested like eight-year-old boy in the women's basketball like in the in the in the country and actually there's this my dad just reminded me of a story yesterday of after they had lost in i think the first round in the ncaa tournament in like fresno and we were boarding the plane on the way back we had to fly back at like midnight and the flight attendant was like uh did you guys win and the like little like five-year-old me was like if we won we wouldn't be on the plane right now (laughs) (laughs) or if we had won we wouldn't be flying home and oh, I guess apparently, apparently I was really rude to this flight attendant, but I guess I was just in a bad mood. <laughs> you were just like so devastated. Uh, you just had no way of well, yeah, controlling I I, it. You're just like, I, I can't believe you would ask this question. Like, and she's like, probably like, oh, this, qu- this cute little kid, I'm going to make conversation with him. And you're like, how dare you? <laughs> I'm like, How does she not know how this works? If we had won the game, we wouldn't be flying home right after. Oh my gosh. I, I can, I can completely see it. Oh my gosh. That's, that's absolutely hysterical. Okay. So you think of some of the players that you really grew up watching, who is it? Um, mom and dad always talk about you were like the number one fan of the Iowa state media guide. Like literally you would be in the car seat and you would have the media guide in the backseat of the car and you would just flip through it back when they made the paper ones. And mom says there was always a player that you like just love to like look at her staff. Was it was it Tracy Gahan? I think so. I mean, I don't remember doing it, but I guess you were like yeah. you were like mom had just went back to coaching. This was like four year old <laughs> Eric. Yeah, because- Cause mom, yeah. Mom made me take a picture with her one day and I was like, oh. she's like, yeah, this is, you always had the media guide open to her. Yeah. Was, this was like, your oh. first favorite player. And you're like, okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. So she made me take a picture with her. I mean, I was like, I I'm sorry. I don't really remember, but I guess I, I loved I you when it. I was a kid. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, I mean, when you're around a team for that long, you're not going to remember every single aspect, but yeah, that's one that mom definitely remembers. So um, you talked about specific teams you remember. You talk about that Elite Eight run. Um, so you have some favorite like games or moments from growing up, and then let's flip it and say in like more recent history that maybe you've been a part of or maybe seen. Just kind of your favorites from over the years of being a cyclone. Are you talking about just any game, like any sport? Yeah, literally any cyclone moments. Give them to me. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so I don't even know where to start really. I mean, okay. I'll start with women's basketball. Cause that's what we were talking about. So the big 12 tournament game against Kansas state in, Oh man, I don't remember the year. Oh, but they were the, they were, I think the one seed and we were down at the end and then we came back and tied it at the end and said it's overtime. And then we were down again in overtime and got an and one to take the lead. I think, also yeah. Macy had Nan one to take the lead and then they went down and had a shot at the end to win it and it like rolled around the rim like two or three times and fell off and we won that was a pretty was that the one that we had like the seven point comeback with like a minute 12 left in the game what well, maybe we didn't that one too but then the, the Michigan State game in the sweet 16 we were down by seven with like 50 seconds left. maybe that's the one I'm thinking but we yeah, definitely and... had a big rally in that big 12 tournament too yeah yeah we did and so, yeah, the Michigan State one in the Sweet 16, that's another one that comes to mind. Um, 
all the way back in the day when they beat Texas Tech, they were like number one or two or something. Yes. Like that. I think Ann O'Neill hit a shot at the buzzer <laughs> to win it. Um, and I back back in the day, I that's when I was younger. I thought that if you beat the number one team, that you became the number one team. <laughs> I was I was so excited that we were gonna be the number one team. And then someone told me like, "Uh, no, that's not how it works." Sorry. I was like, oh, dang. This isn't like a dynasty uh, situation, like the yeah. kind of like the maps, you know, or you, you beat number one and you're taking over their land, you know? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that that's how it worked. But I mean, the logic wasn't bad for the age you were at. Yeah. So I guess those are some of the top women's games that I remember. And then um, for men's, the Michigan game at Hilton, that one was pretty awesome. Like, the, I feel like that was like the start of like really when I was started to really get into men's basketball more mm-hmm. um i don't remember exact what exactly what year it was i'm guessing i was in middle school or high mm-hmm. school but uh, i think johnny Orr was there and that was yep. just a really big uh a really big game um trying to think winning at kansas the overtime game um that was pretty exciting the comeback versus iowa at home it was unfortunately i had a high school team dinner that night it was like one <laughs> of the few, it was like one of the few games all year i didn't I didn't get to go to, and then also the Oklahoma game where they're down and had the 22 all run. I didn't get to go to that one either. So I guess maybe I'm just bad luck. But. That that Iowa comeback because you were busy. I took our tickets for that one. So thanks oh. for thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're welcome. But yeah, I miss yeah I miss that one because yeah I had high school stuff. So yeah, you're welcome. I guess. And then so I'm trying to think of other games just not including games when i'm on the team or should i no, incl- include okay. from whenever okay some of the, my favorites from when i was on the team probably the game at texas tech when they ended up being the national runner-ups they probably should have won the national championship i mean they were a play away from winning the national championship and to be the only team that went on their home court that year that was pretty cool um obviously the big 12 tournament championship that um that's probably one of the top ones as well. And then personally, like scoring my first career points in Maui, that was pretty cool. Um, and then let's see for football, I'm, I'm trying to go through this force here. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's so many, I mean, the Oklahoma state game in 2011, that's one of them. Uh, the, the Nebraska game where they had eight turnovers. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> I love, I, and I love that game. I, I still go back and watch it sometimes, like watch all their turnovers. Just, I don't know, just because it's exciting. Like it makes me happy, I guess. I don't know how to describe it, but. You, if, if anyone knows you, that's like the least surprising thing that you just watch like a random old football game with a bunch of turnovers. Like you, you just have such a memory for just like stats and like weird old games. Like I, I didn't know that until right now, but as soon as you said it, I was like, yeah, of course you would do that. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was our first win there in like forever, and they had just eight turnovers. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just I really liked it because I like I like the odd games, like the games that are like kind of unusual, like nine to seven, like with your backup quarterback and you forced eight turnovers. Yeah, and then like this year, even our game against Texas Tech or like Jackson State, like they're super low scoring. Like I don't know. There's just something about that that just I intrigues me. I don't know how to describe it. So yeah, those are probably some of my top games. So if we talk games growing up, we went on obviously a bunch of trips with the team, whether it be Thanksgiving, whether it be 
um, postseason tournaments. And obviously you got into college, got to go on some more trips, stuff like that. Do you have a specific like tournament or specific trip that, you know, you can factor in how the team did on the trip if you want, or it could just be about where you went. Like, do you have any favorite places, favorite trips you've been on in relation to like Iowa state basketball men's or women's? Um, well, okay. Well, first I'll just give some context to some of the places I've been able to go. So I've been to the Virgin islands, I think twice, at least I've been to the Bahamas twice. I can't remember where we went there with the women's team exactly, but for the men's team, we went to Atlantis. Um, then I've been to Italy twice, once with the women's team, once with the men's team. And then I've been to Hawaii twice, once to Honolulu and then once to Maui. And so I think my favorite place that I've ever been is Hawaii, like both the Honolulu and the Maui trip. I I just love Hawaii. I don't know how else to say it. It's awesome. You went to Costa Rica too. You did Costa Rica. Yes, Costa Rica. I forgot about that. (laughs) Uh, um, Just the list is too long. (laughs) I guess. And then, so yeah, I I mean, Florida, Texas. I, I mean, I don't, I can't even think of all the places. I mean, I'm lucky. Been to like half the states in the country with basketball alone. Yeah. Iowa State basketball alone, not even counting like club basketball. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oregon. I've been to Oregon State. Um, So yeah, just a bunch of a bunch of places. So yeah, I'm I'm lucky in that regard. But yeah, Yeah. Hawaii. I I mean, the first time I went there was with mom's team back in probably. It would have been, you would have been in. Yeah, because I think it, like I was in fifth grade. So you would have been what, like third grade? So a little older yeah. than seven. You no, would have been 2007, I was saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it sounds right. I don't know if it is, but we'll just go with it. Yeah. But yeah, I remember I just I loved Hawaii. And then I guess apparently when we left, I cried. I don't remember that, but that's what <laughs> I've been told. And then when we got home, I do remember like my clothes and stuff would, I could still smell Hawaii in my clothes. And so it would just make me sad. Like I'd be laying in bed and I could still smell it in my clothes, the Hawaii. And I would just start crying because I loved it so much. <laughs> but I was, I was young, so I get a pass. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, yeah, like I already mentioned the Maui Invitational. I mean, I grew up watching that tournament, but every year it's like my favorite tournament to watch just because they always show the beaches and everything and it's always really good teams and it's the, the it's the tournament basically of the it's the thanksgiving tournament and so i grew up watching it, it was my favorite tournament to watch and then i never thought that i would even be able to attend the Maui invitational let alone be a part of a team in it and then to be there and to get into a game that was something and then to score my first career points there that was that was awesome so that was so crazy. Well, cause yeah. I was, you know, working, I'd graduated, I was working. And so of course I'm working while this game's going on. And so this was when I was working jewelry. So I'm sitting there in this like nice, you know, selling diamonds. So here I am sitting in our back office and I'm following the game and I'm like, man, they're really playing well. They're doing really well. And it got to the end and I'm like, oh my God. I think my brother might get it. And so I'm watching. And so I turn it on and all of a sudden they sub you in and I'm sitting there and I'm like looking around. Of course, there's, there's no one in the store. What? And so I'm like talking to my coworkers. I'm like, guys, my brother's playing. And so all of a sudden you go in and you're playing and you put a shop and I'm sitting there and I yelled 
in the store. I am jumping up and down and yelling as that shot went down. Like I literally could not believe my eyes. I was so excited that I was like, well, dang, I wish I could have gone, but that was sweet. And like to have dad out there, I know like that meant the world to him and stuff to be able to be there, man. That was, that was so cool. That's like one of my favorite cycle memories is like watching that, that and like in the first time I saw you score a point in Hilton was like some of my very favorite days as a cyclone. Yeah. <sighs> Cause actually the day before we had played Illinois and we actually beat them by a lot too. And so I had gotten into that game at the end, but they passed it to me as the shot clock expired. So I yeah. didn't get a shot off. Like I threw it up at the rim. I think, I mean, I missed, but it was at the end of the shot clock, but I didn't officially get a shot off. Yeah. And so the next day they told me like, okay, if you go in, be ready to shoot. I was like, okay, yeah, I guess <laughs> I'll be ready to shoot if I go in, but we were playing San Diego state and they're a pretty good team. And so I wasn't sure, but then we just played super well. And we actually had some guys injured for that game too. So we were kind of shorthanded, but then, yeah, we just played really well. And I was, I guess, lucky to get in at the end of the game. Yeah. And well, then I got, I, of course, I got a black eye the next play. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I appreciate my, my teammates were happy for me. They're celebrating, but like they're, <laughs> I was guarding the guy dribbling up the floor. And so like, they're like all over me. And then, so my guy starts dribbling and I'm guarding him and he like throws his arm back and hits me in the face. And of course I get called for the foul. <laughs> And so, yeah, I got, I got a foul and I got a black eye and I lost my contact lens. And so then the very next play, I think there was like a minute left. I'm like, okay, just do not throw me the ball. I can hardly see, but I'm not going to come out of the game. I have blood coming out of my eye. And so I'm like, just do not throw me the ball. And so I am just trying to stay away from the ball on offense the next play. And then I just run the baseline, hoping to just avoid the ball. And then somebody throws, <laughs> throws me the ball. I can hardly see. And so that I'm falling out of bounds as I have the ball and I just see like a yellow, a splotch of yellow in my peripheral vision and I just throw it. And luckily it was uh, Terrence Lewis cutting the rim for a layup. And so I got another assist. So you got, you looked really good. You know, you never would have known that all that was going through your mind. Just like, yeah. wow, what a, what a save, what a pass. He really yeah, knows so, what he's doing out there. Yeah. So yeah, it looks, it looks fine on film, but yeah, on, in my head, as I was like, just thinking, do not throw me the ball. That ended up working out in the end. I actually had like two rebounds and two assists and three points in like two minutes. Out the stat there. sheet, baby. Yeah. That's, oh, uh, yeah. Those, those Hawaii trips were good. My favorite trip growing up had to be the very first big trip we went on when mom started coaching again. Cause you remember, so mom started coaching again on my sixth birthday. So this whole time, I'm pretty skeptical. And then we get a little bit older and it's like, hey, we're going to start going on these really cool trips. And so I'm like, maybe there is something to this whole coaching thing. And so we went to the Virgin Islands. We had that sweet, like, two-story hotel room it opened right out onto the beach and there were all those iguanas that just walked around and I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life yeah that was I, a good one my memories of that are just so faint it's hard for me to even, yeah because like, I mean I think I was in third grade so you were like young young yeah I okay this is random but my memories from that trip was I remember I was watching like the Packers and the Lions on Thanksgiving Day in our hotel room. That's like the only memory I have of that game. Do you remember um, driving to the games sitting in the trunk of a car? No, I don't remember that. Well, at all. you you did. 
that was the Brewers went on the trip. Blair and Gabby came on the trip. So there's like five of us or maybe probably more in this car because maybe Deb was with us or something. And so the kids were sitting in the trunk of this SUV. Oh, I get, I mean, not you say that. Like it, I remember the idea. I remember the idea of it, but I don't really remember the trip at all. Oh, definitely my favorite. That and getting burgers at Fun Guys every day. Burgers at where? Fun Guys. I don't remember that either. Right on the beach. They they season their burgers with lemon pepper. That's why dad still seasons burgers with lemon pepper. I don't like lemon pepper, so. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move. That's good. That's good stuff. I love reminiscing on that. I could talk about that for another two hours, but uh, I don't know how long we'll keep people engaged. It's still a new show. So, um, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, but obviously like you grew up literally as invested in Iowa State as a human could be especially at the age you were (laughs) maybe to a fault sometimes so like you grow up like that and then all of a sudden you're a part of it like what was that like for you like how crazy was that yeah it was kind of a surreal moment the the first game I checked in on in in at at Hilton it was actually my very first game when I first signed on to being a walk-on I wasn't sure if I was ever going to get into a game and so actually the first, very first game I, I dressed was our first game against Alabama State, and I actually got into the game. And I, it was just a surreal moment because I was playing on Hilton. Like I had shot on Hilton before. I mean, I had played on the scout team in Hilton, but to actually be in a game in Hilton was just something that I could have really never expected. And so, yeah, it was just a surreal moment, and I actually – the first time I touched the ball, I was pretty nervous and I dribbled off a ball screen and they trapped me probably because they could sense that I was scared and I th- <laughs> thought I'd turned over, but I had a nice dish to Michael Jacobson who made a jumper. So I got an assist the first time I touched the ball. So that was nice, but yeah, just to be able to be a part of the Iowa state family, like for real, like to actually be on the team is, I didn't think it would ever happen, but to actually do it, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Definitely. So obviously you're, you're, you're kind of back part-time with team again. Um, for, I know you get this question all the time that do you want to clarify? So basically you, you practice, you help out in practice and then you, you know, go to the home games, stuff like that. So you're still kind of part of the team, still doing some stuff with them. Um, so you got brought back like right before the season when you first came in and started practicing with them and like you there were so many new people when you first came in did you have any kind of inkling of like I think this team really really has a shot or did it take some time to see everything come together because for so many people this was just such a shock the way that the men's team developed this year yeah well it's it's really hard to tell, especially when I only join like a week before the season, it's kind of hard to tell, but when you're practicing against each other, there's, it's like a zero sum gate. Like if, when you're playing against each other, if yeah. the offense scores, the defense did poorly, like it's bad for the defense. And if the offense doesn't score, it's bad for the offense. Like it's kind of hard for me to get a sense of how good we're going to be just from practice because we're going against each other. So we don't really know exactly how it's going to work out in a game um so I was kind of with all the fans like not knowing exactly 
how it was going to work out. I could tell from just being in practice that the defensive intensity was uh, probably a step higher than I had seen before. Um, just the athletes that we have on our team. I mean, we have some big, strong, quick guys. And so I could just tell that we had a, a defensive intensity that was going to, I don't know, that was going to at least keep us in games. And so now to actually see it, I mean, once we got into the season, I got to see it against other teams and I got to see that it was causing other teams trouble. And so I guess it made me feel a little better that it's, it's <laughs> tough in practice. Like it, it's not only tough for me. But yeah. Once I started um, seeing us perform against other teams, I guess Oregon state was the first one, the first test. Um, even though I get, they, turned out to not really be that great of a team I guess I don't even know what their record is now but they're a quad not even worth knowing (laughs) yeah they're a quad four that's not really helping us out very much at the time it was it was a confidence builder yeah but then the NIT and Brooklyn that's I think where we really saw uh, what we were capable of yeah definitely and then I mean obviously um you've seen a lot of women's basketball seasons this one went off to a historic start still really facing down a historic season first uh season since what is it oh four oh five where you win 17 to your first 20 um just seeing that compared it to some of the teams you've seen in the past what's it like to see just this level of intensity and and the really just the way they've performed this year yeah i think it's been really good i mean obviously the the record and everything like that um being on on top of the conference They've had some really good wins. I mean, Iowa and then on the road at K-State, at Oklahoma, two of the teams that they're battling with at the top of the conference. So, yeah, I think they've done a really good job this year. And then this is kind of a different year where you're so used to it being Baylor on top, like miles ahead of everybody else, and then kind of everybody else battling for second. But this year it's kind of more wide open. And so, I mean, honestly, they've – been shorthanded for, I mean, two of the losses. And then the third was, you know, you had people coming back. So it's kind of hard to judge, but I mean, really, they haven't really had, they haven't had like a really like a a bad loss yet this year. I mean, I'm knocking on wood. Don't worry guys. I'm knocking on wood. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah, it could happen. I mean, I don't know if me saying it's going to jinx it or whatever, but yeah, I mean, you know just, how superstitious mom is. I just don't want that to get back to her. Yeah. just <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they've had some, a tough schedule. And so to be 17 and three through that, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, did you see the, see the top 16? We're recording this on Thursday. Top 16 came out today. It's currently projected at a three seed. Yep. One, one spot ahead of UConn. <laughs> yes. Love it. Gosh, absolutely love it. Oh, man. And the Wichita region, love that too. Okay, well, I have taken so much of your time. I know that you are like one of the busiest people I know, um, but thanks so much for joining me. Uh, I just want to sum it up. We've, I mean, we've talked a lot to this effect, but just briefly for you, what's it like to, like, what does it mean to be part of the Cyclone family? Is this like, is this going to be like part of your podcast? I don't, I don't know. How yeah, this, that'll, like that this will be how I sum it. Hey, I'm, I'm making it up as I go along. So yeah. Cyclone family podcast, right? So is that going to yes. be like a question that you ask? This will, this will be the sum it up. Yes. I mean, it's been my life. So 
it's like, how do you describe your life? Like, I don't know how to describe it exactly. I mean, I've grown up going to the games and every, every year, like the schedule in my mind, like my calendar revolves around cyclone sports. It's like in the fall, it's, it's football season. Then it gets into basketball season until March madness. And then once that's over, it's summertime counting down the days back to football season again. So just, it's hard to, it's hard to describe, but, it's it's just been my life and I'm grateful for it. I mean, I wouldn't trade it for anything else. I mean, there's probably universities out there that have had more success, won more championships or whatever, and you know, in whatever sport it may be, football, basketball, whatever, but I wouldn't trade being an Iowa State fan or player or anything like that for anything. So Awesome. That's, that's well, how I that's how I'd sum it up, I guess. <laughs> I think that's perfect. You killed it. Well, thank you so much for being my very first guest after you were my very first uh, test co-host. I, uh, I I completely understand that uh, obviously you had some other commitments to take care of this year, but thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. And I will talk to you. Uh, I don't know. Next soon. week. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. This All is right. my first podcast ever, so hopefully I did a good enough job. You never would have guessed. You never would have guessed. You did a great job. You've got some really great stories in there that I think people are going to really enjoy. All right. Well, hopefully they do. All right. Hopefully you enjoyed it, people. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, there you have it. Episode one of the Cyclone Family Podcast featuring my brother, Eric Steyer. You can find him on some social media, Twitter and Instagram, both at Eric Steyer, E-R-I-C-S-T-E-Y-E-R. He doesn't post often, but when he does, it's pretty good. You can, of course, find me at jsteyz, J-S-T-E-Y-Z, as well as follow our account for the podcast at CycloneFamPod on Twitter. Hey, maybe I'll set up some other social media. Why not? Hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for tuning in. My goal is to continue posting on Fridays. Most weeks, we'll see. You know, we all know that things are a little bit crazy during basketball season, but this was a blast. And I really could not be more thankful to you all for tuning in. And of course, the 1012 Network for giving me this platform. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys.